0: hello welcome to the seminar room podcast uh cody mann is back with us today or with me i guess hello everyone (laughs) doing well yeah wow the semester is flying by uh, i can't believe Uh, i share the right screen
1: yep yeah it's uh it's been quite the semester is one of those semesters where get four or five weeks into it and then the rest is a blur and all of a sudden it's week 16. So crazy, crazy semester. Yeah. I hope everybody experiences the most amount of growth they could and you might have to reflect on it to see it.
0: Right. Yeah. I mean, that's a, definitely it's one of those times where you really have to like take that space. Like when something happens, it's really easy to react instantly and you know uh, i think it was just there's a high stress (laughs) in the last couple months and i think everyone just kind of is reacting immediately instead of you know waiting (laughs) to react and you know uh, which is not always the best practice so
1: right yeah it goes back to ron's talk about hitting the pause button before you react and trying to trying to do that trying to put that into practice isn't always the easiest it's a great concept and many of us are learning how to do that but um, taking that pause before we react is very important
0: and, and it's also important I think that pause is also gives you time you know like to go back to you know reflect on something that happened and now that you're out of it uh, you know there's that space between see how it you know, how was it an opportunity for growth and how have I, you know, have I grown since then? Or, you know, good good thing to practice, you know, maybe look back, am, am I uh, am I still working towards my goals or have I kind of lost sight of that? It might be time to refocus on that and, and kind of, you know, get re-engaged, you know, finish strong for the semester. You know, uh, we got final exams coming up pretty quick uh, and it might be a good time to kind of refocus and and finish strong going to the the holiday break or the the semester break uh you know feeling like you did the best you could
1: for sure and i i think this is another one of those moments just to bring up another uh ron source he has made many times the analogy to yoga and this is a lot like yoga where you're not going to see results within the next day, within a week, within a month, sometimes not even within a year, as much as you would uh, is if you were to reflect back on it over the last year, two, three years, whatever it may be. Look back and, and see that progress you made. Look at, um, you want to be the person that's in the shoes saying, I had a difficult situation, I had a difficult uh, path moving forward in that semester, but I was able to overcome it. You want to be the person that is the overcomer so yep. set yourself up for some success and push through
0: yes yes you know what my new goal is what's that to have people say it's like tony always says instead <laughs> of in the, at least once in, a, in a, a day to have someone say that so yeah someday
1: i'll be like ron and people will quote me we will be yeah. <laughs> ron quotes and we're three four minutes into the show it's Right, impressive.
0: So we're gonna do another. Uh, we'll call it a student-led seminar room podcast. Um, the interaction board just lights up, which is really great. I get I get emailed. I set it so I get an email notification when someone fills out the form, and it always makes me uh, makes me smile when I read your comments. And I I really like that. This semester has been. Driven by you because it takes a lot of weight off my shoulders to try to come up with scripts so i apologize for no like uh soap opera type things but <laughs> it does take time to develop those
1: that was fun while it lasted we'll get back to it but we also need to i was just telling tony before the show i listened to a couple podcasts and my favorite part about podcasts is the interaction piece the answering of questions the engagement from the audience And being able to have the opportunity to engage in a podcast and ask questions is is awesome. So I'm glad that we're doing this.
0: Right. Yeah. So uh, we'll want to just take turns. I'll I'll do the first one. You do the second one. We'll just alternate. Sure. We've got got four pieces to go through. Um, So I'll start out. So uh, Peyton Malcolm said this, Hey folks, I like the podcast y'all did about feedback. The one question I had about feedback is in what situations uh, is in what situations are considered so unprofessional that they should be dealt with by HR or something? Like say, for instance, you have a boss that is like a drill sergeant. Is that something that needs to be taken on the chin or should there be situations when you have to talk to someone about your boss? Uh, where is the line in professionalism? I haven't really experienced this in the industry because most folks are professional at work, but I don't know if this is everyone's experience. Anyways, thanks for reading my suggestion and any advice is appreciated. So I was I kind of fumbled through that. I apologize. Uh, this is unscripted. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, this is, I guess, my first thought on reading this and you can feel free to jump in and uh, has, he, has the... I said he, I shouldn't say he, uh, I've just never been like verbally assaulted by any, uh, anyone of the opposite sex, I guess. Um, but you know, if in this situation, is this boss, is this person crossing any type of, you know, like, are they violating any HR codes? Like, are they, you know, being, you know, are they, you know, being discriminatory? Are they saying, you know anything slanderous you know what i mean is it crossing any of those those you know known lines that you do not cross like and then you go directly if if the line has been crossed you know if you know say they said something racist or whatever to you um then you definitely go right to hr that's just not you don't have to think about that if that's you know that line's been crossed that line you don't come back from that you know what i mean like i don't care if yeah it's it's you don't tolerate that um, it's never okay to to cross that line i don't care what the situation is um, you know when you go into something like engineering as a career when you go into career there's different expectations for behavior and um, it's expected that in any situation you're behaving like a professional and that is not so um, that's kind of my first step what, do you agree with that cody
1: Yes. Yeah. We have to draw the line in the sand that says, uh, this is a zero tolerance type of offense. And if that's the case, definitely HR. Um, right. but if it's two where it's kind of a, you know, not a zero tolerance offense, so to speak, let's, let's say Tony, I'll give you an example. I think this might be closer to what the question is like, cause he's, he had mentioned drill sergeant as a part of this uh, comment. And if you had your supervisor come to your desk, Tony, and started going off on you and and cussing at you and telling telling you that uh this work is this work is garbage you know fix it this needs to be fixed um and he walks out or she walks out what what is your response what what type of action are you taking from that
0: it's kind of funny because at the top like i didn't like i picked these out but i didn't really read them You know, I'm like, okay, we got to do these four this week. And we talked about space and giving it space between a stimulus and a response. So do not follow them out the door. Do not walk right to, you know, what you might have to do in a situation like that is write down what was said, exactly what was said, fact, write down the situation that it's involved in. Like, okay, did something just happened. Did people get, you know what I mean? Was there, what was the situation? Right. And then write down what you think you can pull out of that. That is the main message and then come back to it. And then when you have that space and you have time to cool down because you're going to be, I've been, I've been yelled at before. Your face gets red, your heart's pumping, you know, you have the fight or flight response. I tend to go towards fight. Um, which has been something I've really had to you know, dial back on. Um, and you give that space so you cool down and you give that space so they cool down. And then outside of that, you come back to it and say, okay, I understand what happened. This is what you said. Let me just make sure that you know I'm pulling the message out right. And then address it that way. Um, again, that's part of being a professional is, I mean, you're not going to agree with everyone all the time you're going to work with people you don't like, um, you know what I mean? It's going to happen. So I just, you know, trying to do your best to, to diffuse situations rather than escalate them. Um, and then, like I said, give that space for, for some time to cool down and, and make sure that, you know, maybe say, okay, I understand like that's good feedback and I want to take that forward. But you know, the next time you have to do that, maybe we could, <laughs> do this in a little bit more constructive way rather than having you come in my office and scream at me yeah and
1: that's so great first response to that i'm glad that you addressed the whole flight or fight response and taking a moment to pause and and not acting on that right away and um this the second part of that is really giving them the feedback that the individual needs. I mean, they, they could have been there for 10, 20 years or longer. This, this, uh, supervisor of yours, um, that might be acting in this way. And some cultures are, are, are different, are just different. And I have many colleagues of mine, many friends of mine that are working on industry today, their cultures are different. And, uh, many of them just choose not to get caught up with the, the, the cussing and, uh, that, that type of, uh, environment they they tend to stay away from it try to be a difference maker um but you know another part of that is um you gotta stick to your morals stick to your uh, moral compass so to speak and your ethics your own code of ethics and if it breaks any of your own code of ethics and engineers code code of ethics um or anything like that in any sort of way or is offensive, like Tony was talking about earlier, we just need to take action on that sooner rather than letting it uh, continue to happen. So be a difference maker, give the feedback that needs to be given as tough as it may be. Um, And there's there's a good chance that if that happens, you're probably not gonna wanna stay there anyway. And this is, if this is happening to you on co-op or internship, that this might not be a a fit for, or a fit that you're looking to stick around in It just depends, but at the same time, you don't want the next intern or co-op student to come along and have the same experience. So you definitely need to give that feedback as difficult as as it may be. Yeah.
0: But again, you know, it's, it's all about choice. So, I mean, if you choose to just take it on the chin, that's your choice, it's not, there's, there's no good or bad, like in this situation, there's, I mean, there's obviously bad decisions, but it's not really, if you're going to say something about it, you just have to say, understand that. Okay. Well, this, this is the best case scenario. This is the worst case scenario. I might get yelled at again or fired or, you know, but you understand that, okay, I've made the decision that this is not right. I'm not going to take it. And I'm fine with the consequences of that. So um, just remember that decisions come with consequences and whatever you decide, you know, they may, they may, re, you know, it might lead to a better work environment for everyone because maybe no one's ever said this to them or maybe they have no idea that they sound like that. I tend to sound like a crabby old man most of the time. So when I get feedback that, wow, you sound kind of a crabby and aggressive. Oh, okay. Well, I don't mean to be that way. Um, that's just how I talk sometimes. So
1: I take that feedback and move forward, you know. Yeah. So. And uh, top top takeaway from that question then we'll move on to this next question yeah. um top takeaway is to talk to your learning coach about this particular situation if anything happens to you like this that we talk about that pause before you have a response hit the pause button come talk to one of us and we'd be happy to, to help you come up with a solution talk about those pros and cons that tony just said that if this is how i'm going to respond here are here are the outcomes. This is what could happen on, on each end of that spectrum. So yep. come talk to us.
0: If you're gonna pop if you're gonna respond in an email, put that in your draft folder and leave it sit for twelve hours. You know, do it, don't send it right away.
1: Yeah, yeah. Put no, that
0: space there. Send yeah. it to us, we'll look at it.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> you're not alone. Use your partners, we're partners here. So yep. all right, let's move on.
1: <laughs> yep. Moving on. Brandon asked a question. Um that that does say that I can re- repeat that, right? First name only, so I can say it as right. Brandon. Okay, so Brandon says, if you are given an open-ended problem to solve and the person assigning the problem follows up with the request by saying name, might not even be possible, but could you look into this? How would you approach this kind of request and how much time would you spend on it? Spending too much time on something that may not work out encompasses the risks uh, versus rewards of engineering. But where do we draw the line? So in other words, someone comes to you and they're not really sure and they say, "Ah, here's a project for you, but I'm not even sure it's really possible, so don't really worry about it, you know, if you're bored, work on it." Um how would you respond, Tony? Well,
0: I would look at my schedule and see where I had time and be this is this is just how I would go about this. This is you asking me advice, I'm giving you advice. I'd say I have two hours I can look at this on Wednesday. And then I, I give it two hours. And if it seems like something that can be done, but it needs more time, in that time, I should be able to estimate okay, I come back to this person, and be like, it does look like it's possible. I probably would need to spend, you know, 10 to 12 hours on this. You know, is that something we want to do? Or is that something we want to just put on the shelf for a while? You know what I mean? So, give them a time like I can work on this at, on this day at this time is that soon enough you know and then you might have to come back with a follow-up okay well I, I looked into it for about an hour doesn't seem like this is going to be something we want to even pursue this is why X Y Z, and then you know move on or if it does seem like something you can pursue I think it'll take me about 10 12 15 hours whatever you know is that something you want me to do or should I delegate that you know So something like that. Be, you know, look into it, give it a fair shake, but understand, like you said, there's risk reward, you know, let, let the person who's in charge make that decision, but give them enough information to do that.
1: The most important takeaway here to me, um, again, advice is the why, and Tony had just covered it, but I wanted to highlight it. The why would this not be feasible? Why would it? be something we want to look into, or why would it not be something we want to look into? That is what is the most important. And if you can find that in one hour, if you can find it in 10 hours, if you can find it in 40 hours, whatever it may be, as Tony said, run that by your supervisor, see see what time, of, what kind of time you can put into this or what they think is, is realistic. And tell them why, give them the X, Y, and Z. And if you can do that, um, it's just as valuable if you can explain why it's not feasible versus if it is so you know both of those two things uh are very important just as long as you can explain the why awesome yeah all right, I'm all gonna right. move on yeah, move on to the next one
0: all right uh Kristen wrote this and i do remember reading this one and i remember scratching my head and wishing i would get an uh a woman one of the women on our team to, to join for this one, but we're gonna throw it out there and we're gonna let you think about this one and then give give us your feedback. And then we're gonna revisit this when um, one of the, the women on our team is time to join us for the staff. Because I do actually think this is, this is one of those times where this isn't something I've experienced, but I think I haven't experienced this because of my you know my gender and i just want to throw it out there as food for thought and then let's see what your thoughts are and then we'll we'll pose this to the group and and get another response from another engineer so um the the topic is um how to manage a team that does not want to listen to you and then she writes i recently have had several projects where my craftsmen have not been listening when I suggest things such as dividing into two groups to work on two aspects of the project at one time. I have talked to my supervisor and all he says is to take charge, but his definition is just to get aggressive with it. As a young, inexperienced, small woman who does not have any ranking above the workers, I don't think I can have the same intimidation as my supervisor, who is the opposite of all of those traits. What can I do to get my teams to want to work with me more? Thank you. Do you see where I'm coming from on that one, Cody?
1: I do. I <laughs> see that. Um, I, I actually personally, uh, as a, a male engineering student at the time, uh, I had this happen to me and it wasn't, it, it was actually, uh, it was on the floor and it was an operator who did not, uh, they didn't talk to people on the fourth floor. And I just happened to have my office on the fourth floor with all the management people. And uh, he in particular, didn't talk to anybody on the fourth floor. So they didn't wanna work with me on the project that I had um, in, in front of me. And the project was uh, is an optimization project to eliminate waste and, and uh, lost time when there was a, a paper break. And they didn't wanna work with me. I, I needed them. Because they were the ones that had to change the direction, the angle of the air that was, uh, that was being uh, used to help identify a paper break before it got to the coder. So the, the air, the, force, the forceful air would come through and put pressure on that portion of the paper so that when the paper came through and it had a small little hole, um, that paper would then... Uh, burst open that was the the goal of it was to try to get it to to burst open we we're trying to identify where there were holes um and we wanted it to break if it needed to break if there was a hole and needed to break we needed to do it there because it was less uh less less time down and uh it was more cost efficient to have it break there anyway the operator didn't want to work with me because i was from the fourth floor I had to work with them instead of saying, Hey, I need you to do this. I said, Hey, can we do this? And I explained to them why. And in doing that, I also, so this is a way that you could also frame this to Kristen um, and other people is that when you have situations like this, it's good to jump into this, jump into the uh, planning of it as what are your ideas? What kind of ideas do you have? Um, that that we can work on, whether it be anything that pertains to this project or any other project that you would like to work on to make your job easier. So in my case, there was an operator. I had actually asked this operator, are there any other projects? I know this this one, you know, we can work on together, but are there any other projects that would make your life easier as an operator right here at this part of the uh, the process in, in the paper making process? And that helped to at least get on a similar page that they wanted to somewhat work with me. It wasn't a great experience. They didn't, you know, throughout the whole thing, they really didn't want to work with me, but I at least got them to do it with me because I had kind of started that conversation. I had kicked that can down the road to see if they would uh, respond in any better of a way just by asking them, What are your ideas? What can make your life easier? And going from there, rather than saying, You need to do this, what Kind of things can i do to help you
0: that's exactly where i would have gone with it but um yeah again i'd like to get get a woman's take on this too because i think Mm -hmm. it would it would be helpful to get another perspective on it because i you know i this unfortunately is a there is a this happening right this happens uh and i'd like to get another perspective on it so but again, share your thoughts on this because I'd really like to hear if anyone's experienced similar things or how you've dealt with it in the past. I think this is a good, a good opportunity to, to share and it's probably turned into a, a whole episode, honestly.
1: Mm-hmm. I agree. Um,
0: all right, so thanks. Thank you again for submitting that. That's um, you know a great topic. And I, I definitely think that we could bring come back to this again, so. And Cody, let's do the last one.
1: Yeah. And I'll just wrap it up in summary before we get to the last one. It's just that not, you're never going to find yourself in a position where everybody wants to work with you and do the same things that you're doing. Uh, There's always going to be some sort of pushback, no matter what it is, whether it be um, from someone that you've liked working with in the past or that you continue to enjoy working with. Or if it's someone that has never really appreciated working alongside you, and you're just gonna find it almost everywhere you go. So being able to respond to those types of situations is important. And like Tony was saying, I'm looking forward to getting the female take on that as well. But some someone who's inexperienced that is working as a co-op or an intern, um, you're going to have people that treat you like this regardless. I, I had it I had that similar experience as well. So Okay, last one, anonymous, topic for discussion. I have recently discovered a trend of listening to video game level soundtracks while writing. Many have tried writing papers to music such as Mario Kart soundtrack and have reported that it helps with focus and motivation. This is interesting, I like this. While I can't find any articles that proves if this works, I have tried it myself and have found that the music does help me. What I wanted to talk about is small tips that can help focus students while working whether it is listening to certain music types chewing gum while studying or anything else that may help our studying be more efficient thanks that's a good one this is really interesting like i've never thought of that before it's very creative and just put it into perspective tony I, I remember playing Mario Kart when I was very a wee little guy, and I, I was like five, six years old, I think, my first time I played Mario Kart. And I remember just being so focused, and I have a little two-year-old now at home, granted she's not five or six, but to get her to focus on one thing for more, more than 10, 15 seconds is an absolute victory. So to get someone who's like five, six years old, I remember just being so focused on trying to win the race. Um, there's, you know, there's a goal there but there's music playing in the background all the time. There's always different types of music. And I, I wonder if, if you just have that personal connection, if you were the one that grew up like that and had that focus of, I gotta get this done. I'm trying to win the race. I'm trying to get my homework done. Um, maybe that music would help you. Maybe, maybe it would be kind of give you that same mindset. I don't know, that's interesting. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and I agree with that because, I mean, yeah, there's a there's a goal, you're focused, you know what the outcome is supposed to be, and you're, you're associating that, you know. I don't think there's a day in my life that goes by that I don't have some song pop into my head uh, from either NES or Super NES um, in my life. Like, I feel like every day, like, anytime I stop, I probably have Mario going in my mind as well, so... I get that i like to listen to uh uh dark industrial music like i don't like if i'm trying to write i don't want anything with lyrics so it has to be strictly Sing. music yeah um I, i'm a little most of the i listen to a lot of like you know hip-hop and uh metal and stuff so not like the most clean lyrics so i don't want to listen to anything with like
1: I mean, I'll, I'll jump in too, Tony. I, I I listen to country music, and I don't want to listen to lyrics that are distracting. I mean, just words in general can be distracting to my focus, my, my mental focus and energy on what I'm trying to accomplish. And so oftentimes, I'll listen to uh, um, I'll even try like, you know, piano music, something that just doesn't have lyrics that you can just kind of hum or just listen to and just kind of yeah, I, I don't know I, I don't know what other people do but I do listen to like a, a softer piano music if I really need to to focus and I can't find that focus time right but like anything if I'm
0: not like typing words then I can listen to anything but it usually has like a, a you know steady beat you know like I don't listen to anything too extreme I like hip hop just because there's a beat to it and um, I kind of I like, kind of feel like I get into a groove you know what I mean so yeah, I totally get this. Um
1: so when you work other, on bikes, what what do you listen to when you work on bikes?
0: Uh Is there any about, anything- like specifics?
1: Well, like Like you- I listen
0: to like grindcore like when I like when I'm cutting metal and stuff like the anything like the heaviest music I could possibly get like I just get you know super pumped and the neighbors Sorry. hate me. <laughs> Napalm Death is one of my favorites to listen to while I work on bikes.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean that's it's like the same type of thing though. Like when I'm out mowing or doing something around the yard or whatever it may be, I'm I'm listening to country music because it you know has lyrics. I can every now and then I can kind of tune it out, but every now and then I can you know hum it, sing to it, that kind of a thing. But I definitely don't want that when I'm trying to focus on on doing homework or writing a paper. This one. Yeah. In, Uh, Anonymous had stated that they are writing papers to music, so that's, I guess, where we're focused here. Um, And
0: then they do ask, you know, tips for staying productive. I mean, honestly, I just set a, I set time limits, like, I have to be done. Like, I set everything in my Google calendar, so there's a notification that pops up, like, oh, you have this coming up in 10 minutes. Like, I, I utilize Google Calendar so much. Like, if you're not, you know, utilizing Calendar or Outlook, um, the Outlook Calendar where you're getting notifications for events or, you know, block out a, a set amount of time, and, you know, it, it works It works for engineering. There's other things that it doesn't work for, but I feel like for engineering work, it does work. Um, but having a having a time limit and, like, having a notification, maybe it's a 20-minute notification, like, you know, you're working on, you know, dynamic systems in, in 20 minutes. Well, then, you know, okay, I got to wrap up what I'm doing. And eventually you're going to get more efficient at, you know, either estimating your time or getting your work done. So I think that's going to help you be more efficient.
1: Um, yeah, it. this is interesting. I don't know how this would tie in too, Tony. It just, it, it just hit me. When I'm driving late at night, let's say you're driving at like 1 or 2 in the morning and you're coming back from the airport or something from a recruiting trip um gum and rolling down the window and loud music none of that has worked for me and i have found the only thing that works for me is chewing sunflower seeds and it helps me focus on the specific task of driving and being alert and on the road and not fall asleep or get tired And i wonder if chewing sunflower seeds or something related to that would uh would would help with focus because gum for me especially gum it just kind of gets lost in your mouth like i i don't know where it's at doesn't i don't have to think about it but a sunflower seed you have to think about how you're going to break it with your tooth you know to open it up rather than you know i I don't know it's interesting to me it works for me and i wonder if that would be a good tip maybe someone can try it right into the show and let us know
0: yeah fidgets maybe like have one of those fidget cubes in your So you're doing something else with your hand or whatever. Yeah, I don't know. It depends on, I mean, it all depends on your work style and uh, you know, what you're, I'm a fidgeter. So I've taken my pen apart in the course of this podcast. I've taken my pen apart and put it back together about 50 times. So um, (laughs) I don't ever run out of ink. I just lose parts. So yeah, I mean, anyone else, that's another one. You can, if you've found a, a formula that works for you, feel free to share it and we'll share it. You know what I mean? If it's something we don't have time for in the podcast, that's really good. I'll throw in a classroom somewhere, you know, tips and tricks from stu- other students. So yeah. yeah. Well, I don't, I don't think we're doing a podcast next week because we're off for the Thanksgiving holiday that whole week.
1: Uh, yeah. So, have a wonderful holiday break. Take a break. Um, if you don't, if you're one of those people like me, you can't just completely step away because it adds more, more stress to completely stress. <laughs> away. Um, sometimes it's, it's nice to at least take uh, a break and at least reduce your workload to half or a quarter, whatever you can possibly do to take a break from everything going on. But enjoy yeah. your day, enjoy your break. Even if you're not with family and friends, I do encourage you to communicate with them over the phone, over Zoom. Uh, take advantage of that opportunity to socially be uh, interactive with others and, and don't lose sight of that. Responsibly
0: keep grandma and grandpa safe
1: yes yep. So, make sure you yeah, talk there's, to grandpa don't forget about talking to them you can still forget. Figure, <laughs> still figure that out over the phone or by zoom yep zoom or any other platform yeah so okay
0: however you celebrate have a great time be safe be happy like Cody said relax take some time for yourself <laughs> self-care is important don't get burnt out come back and finish strong right yes what is it two weeks after thanksgiving we're done done for the semester so yeah good opportunity
1: don't forget to be thankful for something go through we talked the two journals we're thankful for you and we hope that uh you feel the same about us but very very thankful for all of you and we hope you have a wonderful thanksgiving yep
0: bye now